Hi, everyone. So, um, there was a discussion going around about a video where a white kid initiates a verbal altercation with a black kid. Black kid continues to participate in the verbal altercation. Uh, and then it progresses to physical conflict, mortal combat, police get involved, police arrest the black kid, well, actually technically restrain the black kid, and the white kid does not get cuffs on his hands. So, Clear-cut case by many people saying police are racist. This is what people, people have to deal with every day. And everybody who says that is wrong. And it's not because I'm defending the cops by saying they're not racist. There are a number of laws involved that I'm going to tell you are in every single police department in this country. And you're going to say, well, that's unfair. And I'm going to say, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> and I'm going to say no shit, Sherlock, while saying, but those are the laws and nobody wants to change them. And this is how things are until people learn the law in order to come up with a better law. First point of order. We see things the cops don't see. And the second point of order is the video ends before we see the conclusion of what happens. Both points are incredibly important to remember because we see the white kid verbally assaulting the black kid before the black kid grabs the white kid's arm. White kid is clearly presenting a present danger to the, to the black kid. That's assault. Black kid acts in what he believes is self-defense by grabbing the white kid's arm. Now, uh, an attorney will probably say white kid approached the black kid after th walking forward. I believe we see an actual distance of three feet in the video. But clearly, it's more. Black kid acted in self-defense because the white kid was yelling, threatening him, and jabbing his finger in the black kid's direction. That's what a defense attorney will say. Doesn't matter what a defense attorney says. What we see on the video is the, white, the black kid restrains the white kid. The prosecutor will say black kid had no right to conduct unlawful restraint. Or, if it's a good prosecutor, they will say, that appears to be justified restraint in terms of self-defense. It depends on the prosecutor. Defense attorney should also always say, that's justified restraint. The problem is, is that the black kid is the first person to make physical contact. So an asshole prosecutor can just as easily say, unjustified restraint, uh, immediate uh, uh, physical assault charge. Right, or battery charge. Once you touch somebody else, else's body, you are guilty of physical assault. That's the law in every fucking state in this country. 
Secondly, there's uh, civil disobedience or, or civil disruption, whatever it is. Uh, it depends. I've heard it called different things in different counties. Um, it, where you're making a loud noise or disrupting the civil peace in some way. Black kid participates in that by responding to the white kid. So white kid's first legal issue is threatening the black kid and walking up to him in, by jabbing his finger in the black kid's face. He's also disrupting the peace, disturbing the peace, right? Black kid immediately participates in the disturbance of the peace and this is a public mall area. So even if the black kid and white kid both shake hands and part ways, the prosecutor can say, doesn't matter, you both were disturbing the peace. I'm fine, I'm going to prosecute you both if he's a dick prosecutor, right? If I were a prosecutor, this is what I would do. I would say, you know what, I'm going to push for expungement since both of you are underage. I, I don't want even an arrest or any sort of police record on your background, but... I, I am going to, to pull an Andy Griffith and say, uh, I want to check up on you and make sure that you both are doing some sort of community service or go through some sort of anger management program. You do this, they report back to me, I'll decide not to press any sort of trouble or process against you. And I'm gonna make sure that you guys both understand Neither one of you can be doing this. You know, white kid, you can't be harassing the black kid. Black kid, somebody harasses you, you have got to be smarter than they are. And that's going to be something you hear throughout the rest of your life. You've got to be smarter than they are. Because there are assholes out there who think that they can get away with everything. And you know what? A lot of white people have to deal with that same shit too. And it's unfair and it's shitty. But both of you need to understand this. And you, white kid, I mean, you're going to be a fucking criminal. You're, you're basically a criminal now. Black kid was acting in self-defense. White kid, dude, you better straighten up because I'm telling you the next time I see you is going to be in uh, some orange, or orange uh, jumpsuits there. And chains. If I were a prosecutor, that's what I would do. I'd scare the shit out of the two. I'd lay into the white kid. I'd tell the black kid, listen, you gotta be smarter than everyone else. And being smarter than everyone else sometimes means you have to sit there and listen to some asshole come after you. I, I've had to do that in my life. And I know it's gonna be harder for you than it was for me, and it was hard for me. And I'm telling you, I don't want to see anything bad happen to you. I don't want to see you in, ju in a jumpsuit, orange jumpsuit. White kid, hey, white kid. <laughs> Dude, you, you were a fucking criminal doing that shit with that black kid. Yeah, you know what? I've got more sympathy for him right now than I do for you. But I've given you both the same deal. That's how I would be as a prosecutor. Truly, that's how I would be as a prosecutor. Some prosecutors would just say, I'd just shake hands, call it a day, because they don't want to deal with that level of shit, right? They don't want to deal with anything. They don't want to try and scare a kid straight. They just want to scare people because they're assholes, 
right? Or they don't want to deal with people because they don't want to deal with people because they're assholes, right? And of course, the really bad prosecutors out there would throw the book at these kids. And I'll tell you exactly what happens, right? So we're continuing with the video. The white kid then uh, throws his weight against the black kid through his arm while the black kid's restraining him. To push the black kid back, white kid pushes him. I believe he, he reaches out to push the black kid. Black kid pushes the white kid. Altercations, physical assault, both of them by this point turns into a white kid punching the black kid in the face white uh, black kid punching at the white kid then the white kids beating on the black kid 20 seconds is where the police are within range of seeing the two who are fighting they are running by 25 seconds the police one officer grabs the white kid by his right elbow pulls the white kid back Black kid then responds with attempting to punch the white kid three times. I believe I see the fists connecting on the white kid's face twice, but it may be a video stutter. Either way, the white kid's face is connected with a fist from the black kid at least once. This is after the police have intervened. Police officer then, second police officer then, immediately restrains the black kid with handcuffs. A lot of people say the white, the, the white kid's getting away with not being arrested because the white kid immediately goes docile and is sitting on the couch. Black kid has handcuffs on him. I've had very few pleasant interactions with police in my life. About 30% of all police interactions I've had all have been pleasant. All right. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you if you count talking with cops in the park, you could up that to about 80%, right? But I'm talking about in any sort of actual situation where I've had to deal with the cops, whether it's been a ticket, whether it's been anything else. Um, it's only ever been a ticket. Uh, only about 30% of the time has it been actually pleasant. 40% uh, of the time it's been very level neither pleasant nor unpleasant and then the other remaining part has been me arguing with a cop telling him where to get off now in that 30 percent of the time where i have had pleasant interactions with the police officers uh, you know or, you know um i guess a little bit more than 30 percent you know if you count it in the same vein as speaking with cops in the park right uh i grew up next to two police officers one of them black one of them white white officer was an older officer he was retired by the time by the time i was uh, uh eight long long before and i think he's long passed away i never knew what happened to him but um I may, may be wrong. He may still be alive, but he'd be, he'd be pretty old. I don't think so, though. He was, uh, I believe he had a Marine tattoo on his arm. I think he has passed away. But uh, he had a tattoo on his, on his arm from some division in the service. I, I can't even remember what it was. It's been so long ago. 
I only remember speaking to him a couple times. They'd always have me, whenever they'd go on vacation, they'd always have me take care of uh, their dogs, right? So dogs and cats, I'd always go over there. So um, the officer was a kind of uh, stern guy, right? Kind of stern. But uh, my parents both knew him when they were younger and and he was actually one of the types of officers where they would knock on the door and say, Hey, in about two minutes I have to come in, so look for any drug paraphernalia that might be there. If you're smoking pot, don't let, you know, don't let me catch you when I come in in two minutes because I'll be looking for that pot, you know, just... Uh, don't try to destroy the evidence by put, by flushing it down the toilet. Whatever you do in the next two minutes, don't do that. That's the type of police officer he was. He'd still come in, he'd still hassle the kids, and then he'd walk out saying, there's no pot here. Right? So, um, he was more interested in keeping the peace rather than turning, making things go to pieces. Right, turning situations into, into uh, problematic situations. And the one thing that he said to me, and this was basically the same thing that uh, uh, the black police officer, uh, the neighbor, he was actually a sheriff. Uh, I don't know if he's still in the sheriff's office. I don't think so. I think he retired pretty quickly. Um, he had a real problem with the sheriff's office. I know that much. Um, He's a good. He's a good man. Both men were good men, as far as I'm concerned. They're both good guys. Um, they both said the variation of the thing that I've said before on this podcast. There are three types of cops in this world, and I changed the wording every one, you know, back and forth because I can't remember exact wording. There are police officers who do what they can to, you know, keep the peace, right? They're, they're police officers who actually are honest, decent people. Then there are the pieces of fucking shit who look out for themselves and do whatever the fuck they want, essentially. Then there are the corrupt assholes who will do whatever they can to undermine you and everybody else. That was the context of the conversation. And it ended with a discussion of watch out for the last two. When you have a police officer tell you watch out for the last two, it doesn't mean you can keep your distance from them. It means you need to learn the law. It means you need to know how to handle those motherfuckers. It means you need to know how to manipulate a situation and how to prevent a situation from manipulating you. Now what happened in that video is the white kid manipulated a situation to manipulate the black kid. And one of the laws that's in every single police department across this country is once a police officer is involved in a situation, once they have intervened the next person to take a violent act is ripe for being restrained. What the video shows is police officers intervened 25 seconds in. 
police officer grabbed the guy, the white kid's elbow. White kid immediately goes docile. Police officer determines he is no longer a serious threat. Says, sit down on the couch. I think it's a couch. It looks like a couch to me. It's like some sort of fancy uh, bench. It's like one of those new fancy couch seating areas, you know, that they have. God, I didn't have that shit growing up in the mall. We had hard benches. <laughs> if we did have benches. God, I even remember when I, when the mall had no place to sit at all. God, that sucked. Oh, man, I was Ford. No fucking place to sit down. No place. People were in and out, moving from store to store. No place to sit down. They'd leave the mall. They put in benches and everybody starts staying longer in the mall, right? Removing it, removing the benches for like high traffic days, like Black Friday. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> this guy gets, gets uh, this Generation Z uh, kid, white kid, gets to sit down in a comfy fucking couch in a mall. I never had a comfy couch. Okay, I'm focusing on the wrong thing. White kid is sitting down in the fucking couch, right? Black kid is immediately immediately has cuffs placed on him. White officer is not reading the black kid's rights. Black kid may or may not actually be arrested. He is definitely being restrained. Now the law is, as it is written, if you continue a physical confrontation after the police have interfered or interceded into a violent situation. You are now a clear and present danger. Because that white child, the moment he was grabbed by that police officer's arm, he was in police custody. White kid went limp. Black kid threw a punch and it connected. Now, any good defense attorney out there will say, Listen, black kid was was already getting beat on. He could not make out friend friend or foe. He did not see that the police officers had indeed stopped the situation. Any good defense attorney can say that. A, uh, most hard-ass prosecutors are going to say, black kid was getting beat on and suddenly the white kid is no longer pounding on the black kid. Black kid should have assumed the white kid was being removed by a police officer. Police officers gave verbal warning. This is how the law is written. That's what happens when things like this go to court. The police officers were required to restrain the black kid and the handcuffs are well within the police officer's right because the black kid threw at least three punches connected. I believe he connected on two punches. So the black kid was continuing violent behavior after the police had interceded. But the black kid was fighting for his rights. He was defending himself. He was defending himself up until the police officers entered the situation. That's not fair. No fucking shit. It's not fair. No fucking shit. It's not fair. That's how the law is written. 
there are situations, these situations and these laws came about because of the law of police custody. Once the police have entered into a situation and claimed ownership over it, you have got to immediately stop. The only defense the black kid has is, I couldn't tell friend or foe. That's the legal terminology. I couldn't tell friend or foe. If the black kid immediately started saying, I'm sorry, officer, I couldn't tell friend or foe, I was on the receiving end of a bunch of punches. Those are magic words here. Even if you're black, even it doesn't matter. If the black kid would have immediately said, I'm sorry, you're... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, officer, I couldn't tell friend or foe and gotten that on the record. If he had, see, I can't tell if he did, right? There, I don't think there's any, I mean, the, the video ends there. Those are magic words for release and ch police choosing not to press charges. Because those words are words that the defense attorney can immediately use to stop prosecution. Now, I don't know if these police are racist or not. Maybe they are racist. I don't fucking know. I'm not defending their personal beliefs. I'm telling you that in that situation, a police officer, a non-racist cop, a racist cop, whatever, doesn't matter. If those cops could be black cops. That black kid would still be in cuffs for the purposes of restraint because he threw a punch. Now, you're going to say, does that mean that you just have to let somebody beat on you? You know what? I've actually been in that situation, and that's the fucking answer. It's unfair, it's shit, and it's stupid. The best thing you can learn in this type of situation is how to prevent massive damage to your body while taking it until something can break the situation up. Because then there is no doubt that you cannot have serious legal repercussions levied against you. And the older you get, the more important it is to learn that lesson. Now, obviously, you have to defend yourself in terms of lethal force. But if you are capable of determining whether or not it is lethal... Make that determination. And if you determine it is not lethal, take the hit. Take the hit to avoid legal repercussions. Because it's a hell of a lot easier to, to defend yourself when you're saying, uh, Your Honor, the cops came. They saw me getting beat on. I did the minimum that was, uh, you know, that was required for self-defense. I did not strike back. I'm the only one with bruises all over my fucking body. That motherfucker is the one who attacked me. Now, if the person who attacked you still manages to get away with it, then count yourself lucky that you did not engage in physical altercation to a degree where bruises would be on their fucking body because if that motherfucker got away with it that means that had you put bruises all over their your their body your ass would not have gotten away
And it doesn't matter if you're black or white in that section of the law. Although it tends to hit black people way more often than it hits white people. I'm white and I would have been in fucking prison if I had responded. If I'd even thrown one fucking punch. I would have been in prison. And because of the who the person was, I would have been in prison for up to three fucking years. Actually, it's a minimum of three years. Maximum of five. Over one fucking punch. It's not fair, it's humiliating, and it's fucking bullshit. That's the way the law is written, though. Now, am I saying we should accept the law? There's a difference between me telling you what the law is and telling you to accept the law. The law needs to be changed. The law absolutely needs to be changed. It absolutely needs to be fixed. It absolutely needs to be reworded in a way where there is no question about self-defense. Even when a, a person is in police custody or in police protection. I mean, technically you're really in, you're really in police custody. Once the police officer grabs you and says, you sit down, it is now controlled by the police. The situation, the air, everything, that entire area, 20 foot perimeter is owned by the cops. It's the United States of whatever fucking city or county that you're in or precinct. United States of Precinct 109. You have very few rights outside of what's in the Constitution once that happens. That's reality. Reality needs to be changed, but that's reality. If the black kid had been the white kid, because the black kid... because yeah, so let's say aggressor was black, recipient was white. Seven times out of ten, should be ten times out of ten, seven times out of ten, if the white kid had continued to punch the black kid as he was being pulled off, white kid would be in fucking cuffs. Before you say, I don't believe your assertions, I don't believe, uh, I think it would be a lower number than that. There's an entire fucking series called Cops that aired on Fox. The vast majority of people who were getting put in, cu in cuffs were white people. For situations just like that one. So yes, there are white people who get put in cuffs. And any white person who is not put in cuffs after they punch somebody else, uh, that's an indication of police uh, misconduct. Police failing to protect an individual in their custody. And they could actually be sued for not restraining the other individual. You know, 
it really is. Th these laws are written in such a way where it's milliseconds of decision making. Milliseconds. Milliseconds uh, uh, of whether or not, you know, like uh, let's say there's an aggressor coming at you. You shoot him with a gun. The first bullet stops the aggressor because a gun has stopping power. Uh, first, first bullet stops, kills the aggressor. If you shoot the aggressor again with a second bullet, that's now manslaughter. First bullet, self-defense. Second bullet's manslaughter. Shoot the aggressor again, that's murder in the second degree. Shoot the aggressor a fourth time, that's first degree murder. The situation of the law changes depending on the millisecond. The black kid was self-defending. You know, he, he, was, he was in self-defense mode up until the police officer asserted control over the situation by grabbing the white kid's arm and pulling him back. The white kid immediately went into docile mode. There's no longer an argument for self-defense as far as most people are concerned. The police have very strict instructions. White kid is now within our custody and our, our care. He is now within police care. We have asserted dominance over the situation in second 25. In second 26, black kid punches white kid twice in the face, despite the fact that we yelled stop repeatedly. Black kid must needed to be restrained because he continued to throw punches. Two things I just described to you how to beat that law. One is turtle. Turtle up. Take the hits. Don't fight back unless you believe that your life is in danger. And only fight back to prevent your loss of life. Right? Two, when the cop restrains you, let's say you still punch the kid after the other kid's pulled away by the cop. See, the thing is, the cops also have to protect themselves. They enter a dangerous situation. They can't have people continue to throw punches past their face. This is not fucking Hollywood. So one thing that's always pissed me off about Hollywood. Cops will grab people and people will still be punching. And the cops will just say, back off, back off. No, a cop, if somebody throws a punch past their face, they say, all right, that's it. They put you down, they tase you, and they put cuffs on you. That's how cops are supposed to react. That's how they've always supposed to be react. And Hollywood has given this idea that cops don't do that or are not supposed to do that. No, legally, they are required to protect themselves and those within their care with uh, immediate restraint of, uh, or forced restraint. And that means putting cuffs on somebody. Cuffs don't necessarily mean you're arrested. Cuffs mean you're restrained. You could be arrested depending on what, the, what comes out of the cop's mouth next. You could also be arrested without having any cops, uh, cuffs on you. It's what comes out of the cop's mouth that determines whether or not you're arrested. All right? So, um, the first thing that the, that the kid should say, and this is the first thing any of you should say, say you're in a similar situation. You throw a punch on somebody, you don't realize that the cops have just interceded, right? The cops said, stop it, stop it, you're not sure that's a cop. Kid gets pulled, uh, and someone gets pulled off you and you throw one last punch. Cop says, that's it, 
Say, I'm sorry, I did not know you were there. I didn't know you were restraining him. I was unaware of the circumstances. In the heat of the moment, I was unaware. Repeat those words out of your mouth. If you are black, share this with your friends who are black, brown, whatever, Asian. Make sure they hear this verbiage. I'm sorry I did not realize you had entered the situation. Or I'm sorry I didn't realize you're there. I, 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 I was getting beat on. I was reacting. I was reacting to defend myself. Repeat those words. And saying I'm sorry is a legal terminology. It's not quote-unquote well, I mean, actually, it is It is officially legal. I mean, the, the words, I'm sorry, immediate, immediately, immediate remorse. Subject demonstrates remorse. Subject demonstrates that they were unaware of the, the situation had changed. Situational awareness. Remorse. Agreeing that you are, that, that you're not going to cause any issues. Those things are things that can not only prevent you from being arrested, but likewise prevent you from being charged later on by the prosecutor. Because prosecutors can still charge your ass if you're not arrested. Prosecutors can also reject an arrest, saying this is bullshit. All right? These are the facts of dealing with cops. You know, that's the other thing that I was told by the, by the two police officers, you know. If you're ever in trouble, go limp, essentially is what he said. I can't remember the exact word, but it was, uh, uh, basically it was, go passive. Make yourself look passive, make, you know. Don't perpetuate the situation. Don't increase the situation. Don't respond to the situation. The thing, the problem with this situation is a black kid did stand up to respond to the white kid. That, I, I have no idea what happened to either kid. Like I said, if I were a prosecutor, I would have said to both of them, I would have, exactly what I said earlier in this, in this thing, I would have said to the black kid, what well, best thing you should have done is got up and just walked right away. And black kid would say, I can't just have somebody come up to me and they said, Go rock away right up to the police say, I'm being harassed, I'm just trying to enjoy the, uh, the mall with my friends. Police will intercede. And they will stop that shit if they're decent cops. If they're not decent cops, you find out immediately. Typically, in, uh, in the mall, police are... See, here's the thing about, here's the thing about mall cops. Typically, not always, typically, they tend to be the cops that are, I mean, they're, they're handpicked by the mall establishment, right? The, the owners of the mall. Owners of malls just give a shit about collecting money from their tenants, right? So they give standing orders to cops saying, listen, just make sure there isn't any problem. Somebody comes up to you, get, you know, diffuse the situation, right? situational diffuse you know diffusing this uh, god what am i what's the word i'm trying to say 
it's situational diffusement, I guess, is the best way for me to say it. I'm sure there's a better term for it. De-escalation. De-escalation is number one priority for all mall cops. For all of them. So if you walk up to a cop and say, Sirs, somebody's following me around. Can you make sure? And you intercede and you stop them. They'll say, well, you seem like a nice person. You came up to me. You asked for help. Uh, yeah, okay. They'll walk up to the person if the kid looks like the white kid who was yelling just moments ago. probably still has a flush face. Cops immediately look on that. First thing the cops would say to him, hey, you know, maybe you should uh, calm down and uh, take a little break. They will, that's, that's a hint that the white kid has to leave the fucking mall. Thankfully, I've never been involved in that type of situation. However, my friend was. One of my friends from a long time ago. And I'm telling you, cops will do that shit. Now, am I blaming the black kid? Absolutely not. Black kid wasn't... I mean, he's a teenager. Dude's a teenager. White kid, black kid, they're fucking teenagers. Okay? Teenagers don't make the most rational decisions in their fucking lives. They don't. Because they're teenagers. That's also when you gotta start telling everybody, listen, the moment some shit goes on, you get up, you walk over, you say, sirs, you know, I don't want to try, I don't want to be the focus of any problems. I have somebody who is, who is following me around the mall yelling at me. Uh, I, I just want to enjoy a peaceful day at the mall. Now, if the cops say, well, maybe you all should leave the premises. You know, fuck those cops, but you know what? Okay, fine. Okay, you know what? Fine. You leave, you call the fucking hotel or the uh, office management, or you walk right to the fucking office and you talk to them. Unless the office management's a bunch of racist fucks, they'll call up the security and say, hey, listen, this kid went up to you. You should, you should do what the, you know, you should, we pay you to do something. We can fire your ass. As cops that work at malls work for malls. They don't work for the fucking city at that point. And the mall can fire any cop that they want and hire any cop that they want to work at the mall. That's how malls and police work, okay? <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's, that's how they fucking work. There's usually an agreement between malls and the local police station in order to make sure that all the police officers follow the mall guidelines. In terms of non-major legal confrontations, right? Because it's the mall's owner that determines whether or not somebody is trespassing. The police don't fucking determine that. The mall's owner does that. But, it, you know, if you go to the police and say someone's actually being violent towards me or disruptive towards me, they can go and they can see if a person is a potential uh, asshole in terms of, uh, you know... Uh, disturbing the the peace. And if they say, hey, your face looks flush, you look like what that last kid told me was actually true, that you were disturbing the peace. So I'm going to ask you to please take a little cooler, walk around the mall, cool off your head, 
and then uh, you can come back in in about an hour or so, right? That's how they function. So um, is this stuff right? Is it right? No, no, it's, it's really not right. It's really not right in a lot of ways. Um, but that's how, that's how the law works. That's how the law functions. And unfortunately, the black kid threw that punch the moment the police got involved. I sincerely hope the black kid was not charged. If he was, all he has to say is, I was not uh, present. You know, I was, I was not present of the, of the situation. I was not aware the situation had indeed changed. I was fighting for my life because I was being assaulted. I had been approached. Right? If the white kid's not charged by the fucking uh, prosecutor, the judge will likely and, and jury will likely say, okay, well, we saw the video. White kid's clearly the aggressor here. Prosecutor refused to charge the white kid along with the black kid. Uh, black kid felt like he had no other options. That's for the jury to decide. The cops were not there for the beginning of the altercation. They, ha they just happened to be there from 20 seconds 20 on. And on 26, I mean, between 25 and 26, black kid threw punches after the white kid had been detained. So now you understand how cops think. Now you understand how the laws work. Now you understand what I said to move around the laws. Empower yourself and empower others. Okay? There's a reason why Martin Luther King Jr., and I'm bringing his fucking name up. If you're pissed off with that, I don't care. Because I'm making a point here. He preached passive disobedience. Because he knew how the laws fucking worked. And he knew how to beat every fucking one of those laws. And they were shit laws. And the laws that, like the uh, whites only laws, he believed firmly believed that he could break those laws in court on a civil rights stance. So he fought those laws. But that's because he knew how they fucking worked. You know, passive resistance is everything. It's everything. Worst case scenario, when you're passively resisting, worst case scenario... Is the person who assaulted you gets away with it. Very rarely in cases of passive resistance is a person who is passively resisting ever actually fully charged and, and, and found guilty. I think the only times where they can be found guilty is, is if, if they're nailed for trespassing. That's when you have to know which is government property which is private property, and when do trespassing laws take precedence? You know, when, when uh, you know, over free speech. When is it trespassing? When is it free speech? Right? That's what a lot of people fought to distinguish in the 60s and the 70s. White people, black people, brown people, Asian people, all the people. People who were protesting fought to make those distinctions. So, um, 
please, please share this. Please understand what I'm saying. And uh, I have no idea what happens after the video. I don't know if the white kid is prosecuted. I don't know if the black kid's prosecuted. I don't know if the black kid was actually arrested. I tried to find information. I couldn't find information. All it was was a fucking video, right? The video lasts, what was it, 28 seconds, something like that. Cuts off. So, um, yeah. Thank you for listening. I better cut it short. I've repeated myself three times, and I repeated myself for a reason. Love you all. Take care. Please protect your ass. The cops are there to protect the people, not the person. That's the other thing that I learned. They're there to protect the people, not the person. Right? Cops will try to protect individuals. But in general, what they're protecting are the laws that protect the people. So, you need to protect yourself. You need to protect yourself at all times. Take care. Love you all. Bye.